Well, uh, I think it was Friday, maybe. I don't know, we were somewhere. And uh, the Lord just dropped something in my heart. And I told her I got my message. Remember that? It was yesterday. We were on the way to, uh, I, I was, I'm, you know, I'm thinking revival. I'm ministering on revival. We're in revival. But God just dropped something in my spirit, and I knew it was God. And I said, I got my message for tomorrow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Because, you know, God's concerned, and God's got something for us. And, and uh, he wants us to have fresh manna. Amen. And, you know, every church is different. Every church is, and, and, and everybody in this church, we're different parts of this body. Just like your human body. We got knees, and we got toes, and we got elbows. Ears, nose, everything. You know, we're different parts of the body and we're all in a different place. But God's big enough to help us all. And it's his desire to help us all. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a familiar scripture, start off to kind of lay a little foundation for what I want to say this morning. But I believe it'll help us. I'm going to be obedient. Praise God. And, and share what he wanted me to share. But uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. Let's look at this. We've heard this, and it's so real today. It's, it is where we live. But this know that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Now, this is, this is a description of the last days. This is prophetic of what's going to come to pass in the last days. And we're in the last days. Because this is all coming to pass right before our eyes. Everything that's listed there, that's the generation that we live in. And that's the way people in this country more and more are thinking. Amen. And then even in the church. Because he said they have a form of godliness. But they deny the power. Listen. True Christianity has power. It has the power of God working in it to help us, to change us. Amen. We, we, we need to touch God and let God touch us. There needs to be something in us different than everybody else. And there has to be churches where that can happen. We don't, we don't need a motivational speech to make us feel warm and fuzzy. We need the living Word of God to change us, to empower us. Amen. To cause us to walk in victory. To cause us to be more than conquerors. Amen. If you, uh, don't get upset with me. But if you listen to modern Christi Christian radio, it's pitiful sometimes about how beat up and how messed up we are, but God still loves us. And listen, God does still love you, but he don't want you to stay beat up and messed up. And as long as you're thinking about and singing about how beat up and how messed up you are, you're going to stay beat up and you're going to stay messed up. But the Word of God has power to change you. And help you. And God has a plan for you. And it's a good plan. And it's a plan of victory. Amen. Let's look at Jude. And now Jude, at the end of the chapter, he's starting talking about apostates. He's starting about talk about people who've fallen away from the faith. And see, we're warned about this stuff several times in the epistles. That this falling away in the last days. So we're warned about it, so maybe we should pay attention. Maybe we should pay attention. Maybe we should let this sink in and think about it and be mindful of it. And so he's talking about apostate people, people that are backsliding, people that are falling away from God. And we're going to start in, in uh, uh, verse 14. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, these apostate men. Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly 
among them of their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way and all of the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but a couple years ago at the Democratic Convention, people booed God and cheered. It was, it was, it was as much of a blasphemous thing that I've ever seen. And they were cheering uh, harsh things against God and booing God. Amen. Publicly, nationally. Amen. It's coming to pass. It's all coming to pass. Hallelujah. All of the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, and it's out there. They make fun of anybody who appears to love God. Amen. They do it on the, what is it, the view? The view, they mock, they mock godly people left and right. They mock our vice president. They mock our president. They mock anybody godly who stands up for anything. They're speaking harsh things against God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and uh, there's judgment coming. They, that, you know, just because they say they don't believe in God doesn't mean that God's not real and every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess. But this is the day and age we're living in and there's warnings. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, these are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust. They mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. Boy, we're suckers for flattery. Somebody tells you, you look, you look good, be careful. Amen. Or somebody tells you you're losing weight. We all love that. You know, that, that thing, yeah. You know, Amen. But they do that on purpose, these evil ones. Now, it's all right to compliment somebody if you love them and be nice to people. You know, uh, I, I want to make it a goal in my life to, to become more like Jesus, and I want to make people feel good when they're around me. I want to be kind to people. Amen. I want to show the love of God to people. That's very important. Amen. Because the Bible says if we don't have love, we're like a, no matter how much noise we make, we're like a tinkling, tinkling symbol or clashing thing amen we've got to show the love of god we've got to demonstrate the love of god amen there would be mockers in the last time who'd walk according to their godly lusts they're sensual persons who cause divisions not having the spirit amen there are sensual people causing divisions not having the spirit of god amen people who want to divide and split everything up and uh, set, you know, change your opinion about stuff. They have not the Spirit of God. But you, beloved, now he's talking to us, us saved people, because we're being warned about these kinds of things. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, and on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. We're in a day and age where there's mockers. There's a spirit of Antichrist everywhere. And the purpose of all that is to pull godly people down. It's to pull godly people down. There's a scripture in the epistles that says Lot was vexed. Righteous Lot was vexed by the sinful, evil deeds of the people. That's the plan of Satan, to pull people down, to pull people away from the power of God. And see, if we water down our churches... There's no place to stay full. I mean, if you, 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 you know, you need to see somebody full of God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember I'd met Dr. Jacobs, and I liked him. And at, at one point after I'd met him, been around him a couple of times and really got to have a conversation with him, I felt like the Lord said, ask him to come, and he will come, and he will help you. And so I did, and he said yes. And, and he came, and, 
he stayed in our, you know, Tiff and B's house is what I call it because we moved out of there and Tiff and B lived there for a while, but we lived in that little old humble house and he stayed with us. That's how far we've come. And he humbled himself and stayed in that little bedroom and never complained, never said a word or nothing. Amen. And was thrilled to be there and he's helped us ever since. But there come a time that I was praying and I was crying out because there was nobody really, I, I, I knew victory was in me. Victory was in me. Being more than a conqueror was in me. I saw it in the Word. I saw it in the Word. And I knew there could be a Spirit-filled church where people grow and get planted and, and grow up in Him. And, and the greatest, my opinion, I'm, I, there's different people who have different opinions. And there's people who go out and do street evangelism and more power to them. That is not me. I am a shepherd. I'm shepherding a flock of God in Columbia, Kentucky. And all that matters to me is what God's saying to me for us. But what I know the best way of evangelism is for us to be so blessed and have the presence of God in our lives to go to work and not be complaining, Dear God, the the boss is just a jerk. And uh, gosh, I can't wait till I retire or get out of here. Uh, maybe the power will go out or a snowstorm will come and they'll have to send us home. I just hate this place. You know, amen. And then if you, you find the disgruntled ones because they're there. They're there, I mean, you know, and they're talking about everything and everything and getting you disgruntled. Amen. You know how people are. Praise God and we're miserable. Amen. And everybody else is miserable. But God wants somebody that's filled with him, that's walking in the kingdom, that's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. And the joy of the Lord is your strength, praise God. And they see you and they want to know what the difference is between you and them. And you've got answers because you're planted in the courts of the Lord and you're growing in him and you're bearing fruit. I knew there had to be a place like that. I knew there had to be a people like that. I knew there had to be a pastor that could lead people to that kind of lifestyle and I wanted to be it. But all I was around, all the preachers that I were around was gloom and doom and misery. And it's a hard old thing to be saved. Uh, You got to put your hand to the plow. Uh, Brother, I'm telling you, it's hard out there. Uh, I'm telling you, but one of these days in the sweet by and by uh, we'll be sitting right there with Jesus and it'll be worth it all then when that happens amen can I get a good amen up in here amen but there's victory now there's joy now there's joy unspeakable and full of glory for us today hallelujah hallelujah and I said Lord if there's just somebody that could show me how to do it if I could just see somebody that was doing it then I could do what they do and Dr. Jacobs invited me up to his church. The speaker was coming, and they were, in a little, they were in a storefront furniture store on Slate Run Road next to the ice cream place. How many remembers the ice cream place? Zappos or something like that, Zippos or something. Zippy ice cream cones there in New Albany. And I got there, and, and uh, he found out I was out in the congregation, and he, he said, come out and said, Brother Andy, why don't you come pray with me? And I went in his office, it's just me and him. And we were praying before that service and I listened to him praying. And it marked me, it changed my life. I was so honored. And I saw somebody praying what he wanted to happen. You know, he's praying the word. And I said, this is it. He is doing what I feel like I'm called to do. And if he can do it, I can do it. That's what I needed. That's what I need. See, the way you're going to get in victory is if you see somebody living in victory. The way you're going to get healed is when you see somebody healed. The way you're going to overcome financially is when you've seen somebody go from poverty, amen, to prosperity, praise God, to barely getting by, amen, to having more than enough. Amen. When you see that and you're around that, when you see successful people and you're around, it's a good place to be. And and, and there's got to be a church like that. There's got to be a church like that where we can be filled and full of joy and where people that are hurting can come and get the power of God. And there's a lot of places to experience the power of God, but, it, it, you know, uh, maybe it moves on. But we need, a, we need a stable, steady, steadfast place where we can be planted and where people can be planted. Amen. And grow up. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just trying to follow the Holy Ghost this morning. This is a passage from Jeremiah that God spoke to me about. 
I, I wrote a song about it a long time ago uh, called There's a Fire Shut Up in My Bones. <laughs> Glory to God. I got fire shut up in my bones this morning. And I can't hold my peace. And I won't hold my peace ever again. And I ain't going to let this fire go out. And, and, and I recommend you get, you know, uh, acquainted with the fire. Get used to the fire because we got to have it. Now, this is a place. It's Jeremiah chapter 20. And Israel's in a backsliding state. And God's speaking to him some things we can learn here. Because these things are examples for us. And in verse 7, he says, O Lord, you induced me and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. For when I spoke, I cried. I cried out, I shouted, violence and plunder because of the word of the Lord was made to be a reproach and a derision daily. Amen. See, I, I remember when I got called to preach and I thought, glory to God, everybody will just be so happy. And I got filled with the Holy Ghost and I thought, glory to God, everybody will just be so happy because I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. But I began to find out some people weren't. Some people thought I had the cooties or something. I mean, they just, they just uh, made fun of me. One lady told me that I grew up in the church. I was a member of the church and she was a song leader. In, and she said, now, Brother Randy said that's... That emotional stuff, that's what she called it, that emotional stuff. And, and I get emotional, I can't help it. My cup runs over sometimes, praise God. And I'm telling you, every child of God deserves that because if you don't have that, you don't know what I'm talking about. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I got a song I was telling them who was on the way to the ball game, and I said, this is my theme song. This is my theme song. Because there were times that I had to listen to that song, that I had to listen to that song to get myself stirred up. Because I was in the battles. I was facing the fires of hell. And I would listen to that song. And I would listen to that song. And it would give me courage. Amen. And so I won't let my eyes look left or right. I'm going straight ahead. I'm not going to stop. And uh, it'll be worth it all. If I can just see him. It'll be worth it all after a while. And so I played it yesterday. And I cried. I don't know if they knew it or not. But I was rejoicing. My cup ran over. And I'm telling you, you got to have your cup running over sometimes. Every child of God needs their cup running over. They need something real and alive every once in a while. Praise God to motivate us because I just described everything that's going on all around us. They want to pull everything we got out of us. They want to pull all the life out of us. Listen, they don't care if you go to church. They don't care if your car is parked out there or at a church somewhere. They don't care if you wear a cross around your neck. What, what, what the devil wants to stop is people who have the life of God flowing in them and out of them and that are letting their light shine, praise God, in a real and tangible way. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we're going to see some things that this world's never seen. It's all going to come to pass. This Jeremiah, he was preaching the word of God. And he was beginning to get mocked and made fun of him. And people were beginning to make fun of him and it, it wasn't a real happy place to be. Amen. It was beginning to get to him. Amen. I went to witness to one guy one time. I ain't going to tell you what one guy said to me about preachers. Uh, but, you know, this guy said something smart about preachers, and he said, he said, well, you know, you can just make an altar out of a stump. You don't have to go to church and all that stuff and everything. Well, I said, well, it, you know, it doesn't seem to be working for you. <laughs> you need to find the stump more or something. Because there's absolutely no fruit. Amen. Except something mean and sassy to me. I said, a relative sent me to pray for him. Invite him to church. Amen. You know, I was so humble. I'm still humble. I was so humble and ignorant. That I said, everybody, if you got a lost person you want me to visit, write their name down. Well, I got sent to some mean ones. I went to a hospital one time. The family called me and said, please go. Man had bone cancer. And uh, I got there and some of his Christian relatives, you know, kind of wanted to shoo me away. So don't be too hard on him. Don't, 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 don't. He's, they were Christians. You know, don't, don't get him under conviction or nothing like that, you know. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. People just aren't thinking. I was with my first pastor one time. We went in and we got ran out by family. Let's get out of here. We don't want you in here. Don't need that. Death, I mean, death was all over us. We're just going to go to hell and it'll be fine. But of course, I didn't believe they was going to hell. They didn't believe in hell. Thought you're like a dog. When you're dead, you're gone. It's over. It's not over. It's not over. There would be no planet if there were no God. Amen. There is a God and there is a heaven and there is a hell. Because the word of the Lord was made a reproach to me in a derision daily. So he's under attack. And so he says this. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. (laughs) So I wanted to quit. I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to be quiet. Amen. But I could not. He would not let me. Amen. And I'm telling you, every child of God's got to have something because there's going to come days you're going to want to quit. Amen. And you're going to want to water it down and back down. It's not all that important. But there's nothing else that matters in these last days. And you got to have something. you got to have something inside of you. you got to have a fire shut up in your bones inside of you to sustain you and help you. And there's got to be a place where you can find it. Amen. And now we can find it by ourselves, but there's something about coming together corporately. The Word of God teaches it. He said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. And even more so as the evil day approaches. We need to love God. We need to teach our children to love God. We need to be filled with God and let our children see us being filled with God. With God's presence. Not going through the motions. But touching God and letting God touch us. And he will. He will. He will. Just... The, 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 the most powerful position that any child of God can take is this. I surrender. I surrender to you, Lord. I'm nothing and you're everything. And I need your help. I need your help. Do with me what you will. I love you. Lead me. I'm listening. That's what me and Misty tell God every day. Amen, Lord. We just want to serve you. We just want to do what you want. Nothing else. Nothing else. Lead us. God us. Correct us. Show us your ways. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not trying to win a popularity contest. I like people to like me. And I want to help people. Amen. Glory to God. So we got to keep ourselves in the love of God. Amen. Keep ourselves in the love of God. Hallelujah. It's said there in Jude, on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling him out of fire. There's some people you can, you can help, and there's some people you can't, and the Lord will show you. Amen. Hallelujah. And listen, now somebody posted this on Facebook. Not everything on Facebook is bad. Some people post some good stuff. And if, you got, if your Facebook's all bad, you need to just delete everybody and start getting godly people on there. Amen. Amen. Listen to me. A real Christian doesn't praise God one minute and cuss the next. A real Christian doesn't talk about going to church on one post and then partying the next post. Amen. Let's, let's get that straight. Praise God. And if you've got people like that, you may not. Your Facebook may be a bad thing for you. Because you'll think, well, they're a Christian and they're a crystal pistol. I think I'll go down there. Holly, you don't need to go to the crystal pistol unless you're going on a rescue mission. Right. Amen. And, and somebody posted, yes, Jesus ate with sinners, but he didn't partake of their sins. Amen. Amen. That's, that's pretty good right there. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves from the love of God. Be filled with the Spirit, building yourselves up. Praying in the Spirit, building yourselves up in the Holy Ghost. It's essential. Amen. And the local church is essential. Jesus loves the church. Amen. He gave himself for the church. Amen. Uh, Dr. Dufresne said in the last days, the local church, great local churches and pastors op- operating in 100% of the pastoral uh, gift are going to come to pass. Amen. In these last days, strong local churches because the Lord don't just want to get them saved and then leave them out there wandering in the wilderness, never growing up, never coming to maturity. No, he wants, he wants them to grow. 
amen, to be planted in the courts and glow. Now listen to this. This is 1 Kings. This is 1 Kings. Hallelujah. And this is talking about a man named Naboth. And uh, it's a good story. I must read three verses and we'll get into it. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard which was in Jezreel next to the palace of Ahab, the king of Samaria. Now Ahab, is, is, this is the Ahab Jezebel. You know, this is the one who are you that troubles all of Israel. And the prophet said, it's you, you're the one. This was Ahab. He was married to Jezebel. And Jezebel was, Jezebel was a painted lady, but that wasn't the problem with her. The problem with her was she is mean, she was controlling, she is manipulative, she was a murderer. She would murder people to get her way to do anything. She was evil. She was exceedingly evil. And Ahab was uh, pretty much submitted to her. Ahab's evil was, uh, you know, letting her go unchecked a whole lot. Amen? So uh, he planted a vineyard. He had a vineyard next to the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So Ahab spoke to Naboth saying, give me your vineyard that I may have it for a vegetable garden because it is near next to my house. For it, I'll give you a vineyard better than it. Or if it seems good to you, I will give you its worth in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. Now, boy, there's a big type and a big picture right here because that vineyard was Naboth's livelihood. It produced. It produced grapes. And, and you know, when uh, wine in those days, I really do believe, was way less powerful than what it is today. They, had to have, they didn't have refrigerators, and they didn't have Coca-Cola and stuff that could be bottled. You know, water would spoil and get those squigglies and everything in it. And it, it, this wine was very much diluted, and it'd kill all the worms. But everything come out of the, the grapes to make the wine came out of it. That was a place of profit. But a vineyard is a place where you get nourishment and sustenance from. Amen. They call this Holy Ghost, the new wine. So everybody's got to have a place. You got to have a system. You got to keep yourselves. Pastor can't keep you. I can't keep you. I'm like Andrew. I can tell you. I can pray for you. But you got to keep yourselves. You got responsibilities of your own, and, and, and it's necessary. And now listen, Ahab is the devil. Ahab is a type of the devil, and the devil wants your vineyard. Yes. Once you start tuning into the things of God and bearing fruit, he's going to do everything he can to stop it and shut it down. Amen. He come to, he come to Naboth and said, I want that vineyard. It's right next door to me. He wanted everything. He wanted everything. If you go on a red dress store, we're not going to go there this morning, but uh, Jezebel killed him. Jezebel killed him to get the vineyard. But what I want you to see is that, that, that we need to honor the things of God and, and, and lay hold of the things of God that build us up and encourage us and make us strong and keep us strong. Amen. That's your inheritance. Naboth said the right thing. I'm not going to give up. He was offering him more. We'll give you something different. We'll give you something better. We'll give you more if you'll just give up that. And he said, no, 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 no. That's my inheritance. Do you know it is God's will? It is God's will for every child to know Him, to walk with Him, every child of God, uh, to be filled with His Spirit. Uh, Amen. Hallelujah. To hear His voice. He said, My sheep hear my voice, the voice of another. They will not follow. uh, Them that are led by the Spirit will be called the mature sons and daughters of God. It's your inheritance. For you to be a spiritual person, not a weirdo, not flaky, not fruity, yay, 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 and all this stuff and everything and never bear no fruit. I'm talking about the life of God is in you in a tangible way. It's in your house. It's in your car. Amen. People know you're saved not because you tell them, but because you bear witness with your spirit. Amen. Now, we're not perfect. He's still working on us. But that vineyard, that, that supplies the nutrients and the things that we need to keep growing. But the devil is after it. Amen. He's after it. Amen. And we got, we got to realize and, and, and make a watch because I'm telling you, all the vision is going to come to pass. Yes, Every bit of the vision is going to come to pass. There has to be a church like this. People are going to get hungry. People are going to get hungry. 
and people are, are going to come. And this has to be, it has to be all that God wants it to be. And it will be. And it will be because it's our vineyard. Hallelujah. I will not let anything come between my relationship with Dr. Jacobs. Because he's a source for me. He's a source for me. I got I to get around him. I got to talk to him. I got to be in his presence. I got to have him laying his hands on me. Amen. Because I need him. Hallelujah. Because he's been my example a long, long time. Amen. And, and he hadn't steered me wrong. And when I was in the, the pit, amen, he helped me. He helped me and caused me to make it. He wasn't going to let me not succeed. We have an inheritance. Galatians 3.26 says this. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of, of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We have an inheritance. You have an inheritance. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. Now, you have to possess it. You have to possess it. You have to lay hold of it. Amen. You have responsibilities. Amen. If you had a vineyard, you can't let the weeds take it. Amen. You got to prune it and harvest and do everything that you got to do to protect that thing. Amen. Now, this is deep. I'm a, can I go deep a little bit? This is what I believe. I'm a shepherd. You know, on the airplane years ago, one day I was praying. The Lord said, I want you to read Revelation. Told me where to read, and I read it over and over. And I read it about five times. And I said, Lord, that's all good. I know that. I know that. I don't know what you're trying to say. And, he, and, he, and it was about a candlestick. And it, it, he said, if, if you don't honor what I'm saying, I'll remove the candlestick. I'll remove the candlestick. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, I can remove the candlestick, but I place the candlestick. And he said, I want you to know that I placed a candlestick with you in your ministry. And that was, that's this church. Amen. There's a candlestick. See, there, there, some are sent and some just went. I, I think something like 1,500 churches in America close every month. If you go in different cities, you see where this was the the Hope Church or the, uh, the new church of signs and wonders and fire blazing and everything and they're empty buildings everywhere. They start up, somebody had a little vision, somebody was all stirred up about something, they're gone. Hard times come, pressure comes, a lot of stuff starts up and doesn't succeed because there's not always a candlestick. Amen. I know, I told her, I know I can go anywhere that God tells me to go. Amen. You see, some people just go, that looks like a good thing, it looks like there's a need there. Amen. There are good things and there's God things. That's right. There's a very big difference. Yes. Amen. But I know I can go anywhere that God tells me to go because I know that candlestick goes and I know his hands on it and I know he'll have the favor. Some of you are here. Amen. And, and I'm not the prettiest preacher. I'm not the best preacher. I'm not perfect or anything. But you're here and you love me because God did something. Yes. Because there's a candlestick. Amen. Amen. There's a candlestick. <clears throat> now listen. In Corinthians it says, but now God... Chapter 12, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. Now, see, a lot of people would never even think about this, but I believe when people get spiritual, they're going to start thinking about it more and more. God set the members in the body as it pleased him. That doesn't say, well, I'm going to go to church with mom and them. They got a good choir. They have coffee and donuts for church and Krispy Kramers, you know. I'm going to give me some coffee. Free. Free stuff, I mean, draws the crowd. I'm going to go to church with mom and them. Amen. This says, God has set the members where it pleased him. And we got to examine ourselves. Am I set where God pleased me? Amen. It's crucial. Not everybody's going to get it. And I'm not going to tell you your salvation hinges on it. There's those that tell you, you know, if you're not baptized and a member in our church, you know, you can't be saved. And there's some people that never leave that church no matter what you tell them because they've been told that ever since they're a child. And they don't understand the things of the Spirit. Right. Amen. Amen. But God sets. God sets. Just remember setting tobacco? We used to do that, didn't we, Andrew? 
plant beds. And you had to pull the plants. Wasn't that fun? And that's what the teenagers got to do because, you know, that was, you know, anybody could do that. And you pull those plants and you put them in a big bundle and then you got the tobacco setter. And it transplanted those plants from the plant bed into the field. And it had a little thing, a sword that cut a, cut a place in the dirt. And the plant would flip down and it would shoot a little shot of water with a little fertilizer in it. And then it would roll wheels over it, put it in the ground, and move on. And now if, if all that worked right and it rained within a couple, three or four days, you're good. But if you set that to back and it didn't rain for a couple weeks, it all dried up. It all dried up. But that was set. Amen. God wants to set you. God wants to let your roots grow and go. And a lot of people don't even, don't even acknowledge this. And I've said this, and it's the truth anyhow. Most church growth is people leaving one church and going to another because they got a better nursery. That barn, they got a McDonald's uh, slide and, and tunnels and everything in the children's church department. And they do. Uh, the, 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 the eight or ten biggest churches in Somerset, they got a jungle gym, uh, and, and, and they're competing trying to see who's got the biggest one because that's what determines where a lot of people go to church. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, the First Baptist has one. Oak Hill Baptist has one. The First This and the First That, every one of them. I mean, where you get in those tunnels and climb up in there and you got to take your shoes off and, 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 and I mean, just... Tunnels and look out the window. Hi, Mama. Hi, Daddy. You know, that's what, church, that's what church is for these little kids. Amen. And so that's where, see, McDonald's does that, so you'll come to McDonald's. Come on now. They didn't do that because they want to be nice to kids. They do that because they want you to come there and get them a Happy Meal, and then you get a Big Mac and sit there and watch them for an hour and a half. Amen. Amen. So churches have started doing that. But this says God will set you in a place. And now listen, when the Lord blesses me, I might, I, I might, I might build a McDonald's playground too for my grandbabies and all, all the little kids. There ain't nothing wrong with that, but what I'm saying is that's not supposed to be why you determine where you go to church. He wants to set us. Verse 28, and God has appointed these in the church, or even the word set would be right there. And God has set these in the church, first apostles, first prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. Amen? God sets those things. God ordains those things. Amen? If we're led by the Spirit and yielded to the Spirit. Hallelujah. It says, when He ascended on high... He led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Ephesians 4, and he gave, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of a son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful prodding, plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of Christ. God loves you so much. He loves me so much that he gave gifts to us. He gave gifts to us. And those gifts are the five-fold ministry gifts that are embodied by man, by men and women. These are ministry gifts that fall upon people. Amen. Not for them to have a gift, not for me to say I have a gift, but the gift that's in me, the gift that's on me is for you. And the reason that gift is on me is to mature you, to grow you up so that you can be all that you can be. Amen. One of the things in the big seeker-friendly churches is you don't have accountability to nobody. You know what, if you're not here, we miss you. We know you're not here. Gosh, did we not know that Jason and Tiffany weren't here this morning? I mean, you know, it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't, didn't have Jason and Tiff's gift on it. They're missed. They're missed. Amen. But when there's two or three hundred people, you can slip in and slip out. Not pay attention to much of anything. If you feel like going, you go. If you feel like going to lake, you go. Amen. There's not the accountability. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There needs to be some accountability in family. 
Amen. Hallelujah. One of the, one of the things we're losing is, is good, godly parents and grandparents. Amen. I had to be accountable to some things. And was as long as I was under that roof. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank God my children and my grandchildren are going to have that. Amen. There's house rules. There's an honor and a dignity that goes with being in our family. Amen. Praise God. It's hard earned. Amen. And it's eternal. Amen. Hallelujah is a legacy. Praise God. Hallelujah. But we need that fivefold. I know there's people that think, well, I can pray at home and I really don't need the church and all that. Well, the Bible says you do. If we don't care what the Bible says, then you're right. But we care what the Bible says. Now, let's look at this one last place. Getting close, getting close. I'm getting to the bottom. But uh, Psalm 92, verse 10, it says, But my horn you have exalted like the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. You need to be planted. Amen. You need to be planted. They shall be fresh. Listen to this. In old age, some of y'all that's, you know, middle-aged, listen up. Oh, listen up. Those who are planted in the courts of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Praise God. Now listen. My youth is being renewed like the eagles. You can go with me. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to be fresh and flourishing. Amen. I'm not, I'm not going to join the old club. Well, when you get my age, you know, everything's different, you know. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to say my youth's renewed like the eagles. I'm planted. I'm going to be fresh and I'm going to be flourishing. Amen. And, and glorify God and honor God. And I'm not going to let Naboth, uh, I'm not going to let Ahab steal Naboth's vineyard. I'm not going to let the devil knock me out of anything or everything. Now listen at this. This is Hebrews chapter 13. Remember those who have the rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, for it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods that have not profited those who have been occupied with them. And now, I, I know there's, there's, there's a, I see it more and more that there are good Christian people, but they're, they're being impressed by some kind of biblical knowledge that doesn't give them any life. And, and, and you know, I mean, I've always kind of felt that way about some of the, 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 the stuff on TV. You know, they have prophet, bishop, uh, so-and-so with the, all, all this stuff on there, and they start talking about stuff. And, and, and I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm plenty deep, in my opinion. I'm deep as I need to be. <laughs> Amen. But they're talking about stuff that, I, I mean, I've I got a good knowledge. I'm an intelligent person. I mean, you know, i got a fairly high IQ. I don't act like it all the time, but, I, you know, and I did a lot of drugs, but the Lord's redeemed me. Praise God and brought me back. Amen. But, I mean, they're talking about stuff. I don't get it. And they're excited about stuff. I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, what is this? And, and it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's like the, 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 the man, the tailor said, I'm going to sew you a garment out of, out of uh, thread that's so fine that it's invisible and only the best of people can see. And so they said the king's going to come out in his new garments that only the, the highest class of people can see. So when he come walking out butt naked, you know, he put it on and said he didn't want to say that he didn't see it. Yeah, this is nice. He didn't want to say he couldn't see it because that meant that he's not, he's not top notch. Amen? Y'all with me? Say, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, look in the mirror. How you like it, king? Nice. Nice. 
And so he goes walking down the street. The king's coming out in his new garment that only the highest class of people can see. Nobody wants to admit that they're not the highest class of people. Say, ooh, ah, that's so fine. That's such a nice material, king. And then finally some little boy, he don't know the, the, the score. He said, king, what you doing naked? Why are you naked? Amen. And he, oh, nobody could see it. It was all a farce. But that's what we get. Oh, that's deep. Oh, that's deep. You know, and it's not deep. Deep changes you. Deep makes you love God. Deep gives you power. Praise God. Deep makes you more than a a conqueror in everything you put your hands to. Praise God. Deep will change you. I'm all for deep, but deep's powerful. Amen. Deep makes a difference. Praise God. Well, I hope I'm helping you. Glory to God. Obey those who have the rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Fix your heart to be productive. Fix your heart to walk in love. And we said Wednesday night, if you weren't here, we're talking about submission. Submission is not an ugly word. It doesn't mean we're controlling you, domineering you. It means we all esteem others. It's not all about me, and it's not just all about you, but we love one another. And we want God's word and God's will for all of us, not trying to take advantage of anybody or put somebody in some positions. Amen. There's some positions, you know, if you give them a, a... a stop sign to direct traffic. You know, they get a big head about that. And they flash in that thing. Stop right there. Oh, hold it. Don't move. You know, they just get just a little bit of title goes to their head. Amen. Because they're wanting it. But, but that's not what submission is all about. Wives submitting to your husbands, that ought to be wonderful. And that means if your husband submitted to God. I'm just going to go ahead and tell it right now. If your husband's not submitted to God and he's telling you to do ungodly things, you, know, you listen to the Word of God. Amen. That's what Smith Wigglesworth's wife told him. He said, I don't want you going to church. I want you to stay at home with me. I don't want you going to church. And she said, now, Smith, you know that I love you, and I take care of this house, and I take care of the children, and I see that you're fed and take care of everything around this house. But the Bible says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So it's church tonight at my church, and I'm going to go to church. And I'll take care of you when I get back. I'm not neglecting anything. But I'm going to honor God because you're above God. He said, if you go, I'm going to lock you out. And it's wintertime in England. She went. She come home. He had the door locked. She just got in the door stoop and went to sleep. Huddled all up in her coat. Sat there in the door stoop. He got up the next morning. She's there at the door stoop. He, he, he didn't know what to think. He opened the door. Thought she was going to fuss. Boy, she's going to give it to me now. No. She said, good morning, dear. What would you like for breakfast? And come in and started to make him a breakfast, and he finally just threw his hands down and said, I can't win with you. <laughs> Amen. And, and he, he, he wound up rededicating because he was backslid at that time. He wound up rededicating because the love of God won him over. Submission's not an ugly thing. Amen. Submission's a wonderful thing. Amen. I'm submitted to her. We're submitted to each other. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, if there comes a decision that if, if, if we'd ever got that far, we couldn't discuss it and find an answer. I'm the head of the household. Amen. But you know what? The ones who, the ones who call the shots have to answer all the problems. Amen. The buck stops here. All, all right. All right. Amen. Then you got, you, you know, you, you, you got to deal with it all if it goes wrong. Amen. But it's a good thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. Listen. Listen. We got to have a fire shut up in our bones we got to be ready to answer the world. Stuff's going to come. I'm sorry, I hate to tell you that, but the Bible says, yes, and all who live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There's going to be things coming and going, things coming at you, but the most important thing you can possess, the most important thing you can pass on to your children, amen, is that fire, amen, and that love for God. Uh, uh, Hallelujah, the early church started on the day of Pentecost with cloven tongues of fire on our head. The Bible said the latter state of the house will be greater than the first. It's going to be Holy Ghost revival. Now, now, Now listen, Man is attached stuff to that weirdness and excess. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking when the power of God's real, it's changing everything. It's helping you. It's encouraging you. Now, listen, listen, sometimes stuff hits me and I waver for a minute. It takes me a while to figure it out. I'm I'm not perfect yet. I'm better than I used to be. But sometimes I think and I almost get, you know, 
you got to work this. And I want to get discouraged. And I think a, a thought will come. And before I know to cast that thought down, I've thought about it a couple times. Real thoughts. Or pains even. Symptoms. And, oh, that could be that. Anybody ever been there? Oh, this could be that. This could be that. And, 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 and unless you're conditioned to believe the word of God and say what God says, you can get in trouble. Amen. So sometimes I have to think, but when I get a hold of myself, glory to God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to honor you. I'm standing on the word. Amen. I say what I need to say according to the word of God. Amen. The joy of the Lord's my strength. Sometimes I dance when I don't even feel like dancing. Amen. Sometimes I laugh when I don't even feel like laughing because it's the proper response. Amen. And then you started in the flesh. The spirit will come and get on. Amen. Hallelujah. I sure do love you. Hallelujah. I hope you'll understand. Amen. We, we, we have to be determined to stay full and get full and do whatever it takes to get there. Amen. You've got to guard yourself. You've got to have time. To, man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You, you, you get strong on purpose. You, you, you grow in the things of God on purpose. It doesn't fall on your head like a ripe tree off cherries. No man can, I, I, I can bless you. I can pray for you. I can break stuff that's on your life off of you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Anointing destroys yokes, lifts burdens and destroys yokes. I can help you, but you're going to have to go home and you're going to have to keep yourself. You have to keep yourself. Amen. We're in for great things. We're in for great things here. Amen. Great and mighty things. Miracle signs and wonders and a great harvest. And a bunch of little ninos that need to be planted in the courts of the Lord, that need to be nurtured and trained up, and they need to have big brothers and big sisters and mamas and aunties and a whole church family encouraging them and, and, and nurturing them and loving them. And if they get knocked down, we pick them up. Praise God, because we're going to make it anyhow. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to be part of something like that. I'm excited about it. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you for the anointing that does lift burdens and destroys yokes. Lord, you don't want us yoked up in these last days, and you don't want us bound up by anything. You want us to be free. Father, I thank you that your word does not return in you void, but it accomplishes that which you proposed it to accomplish. You're working a work in us. You're working a work in us. And we yield to you. We submit to you. We honor you. Lord, have your way in this people. Have your way in me. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And all God's children said, Amen and Amen.